welcome to another edition of The Lineout. In uh, this episode, we'll be talking about this week's quali- World Cup qualifier between Canada and the United States. As you know, earlier in the week, um, we talked a little bit about uh, some of our, my concerns about how uh, this match, uh, the preparation for this match, frustrations with the fact that uh, there are no Canadian broadcasters showing this um, and that this game is being hidden behind a paywall. But uh, I think I've said all there is to, to be said about that. Uh, what's done is done. Um, I still think it's sad that we can't watch our national team on a Canadian broadcaster, that it's hidden behind a paywall. Uh, that's not the way I see um, growing the game in this country should go. But there it is. What's done is done. Let's focus on the rugby. So, yeah, big game. Uh, Big game for Canada on Saturday. Really big game. And what I'm really hoping is that it's time for, I think, without being, you know, for want of a better word, to put the misery of the last six years behind us and start looking towards the future. And Saturday is day one in that process. So... Um, you know, Canada's not had a good record since the 2015 World Cup. Our win rate's pretty pathetic, um, borderline non-existent. And we're just making life way too hard for ourselves to, you know, we really struggled uh, to qualify for the last World Cup at the death in that repechage uh, tournament. And I really hope that, it, that uh, this time around is not going to go to that. So what basically happens is... Uh, how this is all going to unfold is Canada will play the U.S. The, uh, two times uh, this weekend and next weekend, once here in Canada in St. John's and then once in Las Vegas. And uh, the winner on aggregate of that uh, two-game series will then go on to play uh, Uruguay. So let's just chart Canada's path. Let's say that things go well for them and they win uh, the next two matches on aggregate. They would then go and play Uruguay next month in a similar two-match uh, series, home and away. If they win that series in ag- aggregate, they automatically qualify for the uh, World Cup pool A berth uh, for America's one. I'd say things don't go well for Canada over the next two weeks, and we don't uh, we lose this series. Then we would go on to play Chile next month, and again in a similar format, home and away twice and if we were to win that series then we would go on and play the runner-up of what would have been america and the usa for the america's number one berth in uh, pool a and if uh we beat chile um, then to say we would play either Uruguay or the United States. And if we win that series, then we would qualify in Pool C for the America's two berth. Let's say none of this goes our way and we get neither the America's one or the America's two berth. Then November next year, similar to the last World Cup, there'll be a repechage tournament uh, between uh, ourselves and three other countries. Uh, from different regions around the world, and the winner of that tournament will get the last spot. Um, but, you know, that's leaving it far too too late, and I really hope that this time around it doesn't go to that. If, uh, you know, we... Ideally, what we want to do is get that number one 
spot. It's not the best of pools for us to be in. We'll be in against uh, hosts France and New Zealand. Um, but, you know, um, at least it's it's qualification over early and, and done with. For Americas 2, then, yeah, you know, we'd, we'd have to face either Uruguay and America a second time around. Um, and then Pool C, pretty scary pool. England, Argentina, Japan, oof, not, not a fun pool to be in. Not that Pool A is that much more fun, but still, there you go. Um, and also in Pool A is Samoa, which is, is a pretty daunting prospect as well. And then if, if we had to go to the Repechage route and we ended up in Pool D, then in a sense, uh, we're in a slightly better position with Fiji, Australia, and Wales. Um, not that I fancy our chances right now against Australia or Wales. Um, and Fiji is a bit of a daunting task, but, you know... Um, there's there's some flexibility in in that in that pool with the the fourth spot fourth and fifth spot still yet to be decided, so we'll see. Um, but I you know I think like anything it's go out there on Saturday in St John's to win this one, win the next one, and uh, go and play Uruguay and get that America's one berth and then be done with it. So the lineups for tomorrow's match. Uh, it is tomorrow, as this is actually, I'm doing this uh, in the wee hours of uh, Friday morning, so it'll be uh, tomorrow's match on Saturday. In the front rows, you have Justice Sears Duro and Matthew Tierney at props, and Andrew Quatrin um, at hooker. Uh, Sears Duro, you know, playing with the Seawolves right now in the MLR. Um, I didn't think he had a great performance uh, over in uh, Europe in the summer, and the Seawolves aren't exactly setting the world on fire in the MLR. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Matthew Tierney playing for Cast. Um, again, Cast, you know, um, not a bad outfit. Uh, had some success this year in the, in the Champions Cup and uh in the top 14 but uh he hasn't played for canada for quite a while so it'll be interesting to see how that goes andrew quatrin uh you know he's he's been good for the toronto arrows but uh 37 years of age how much has he got left in the tank you got to ask that and uh you know i let's face it against england and wales he didn't really make the cut they didn't really stand out so Good player at club level, uh, faithful servant for the Arrows, but uh, yeah, it remains to be seen at test level how much more he's really got left in the tank. In the second rows, Corey Thomas and Connor Keyes. Um, over on the blog, I've talked a little bit about uh, Connor Keyes. Um, Corey Thomas uh, had a good season with MLR champs LA Giltinis. Um, and Connor Keyes with also with Rugby Atlanta. I thought he had a really good season. Unfortunately, he didn't quite um, bring that to England, uh, the performances against England and Wales in the summer for Canada. In a way, he, he didn't really stand out at all, um, and I thought they were kind of weak performances from him. But I think the bottom line is I think he's a really good player. I think he's... He's definitely someone for the future. 
Um, he's he's you know he's showed he's got the ability at, at certainly at MLR level, and I think he's a good player in the making. I think it's you know I've already voiced my concerns about how. Uh, the Canadian team is being coached, and I think it's poorly. I'm sorry, I don't rate Kingsley Co- Kingsley Jones as a coach. Um, so you know, I think I think there's a bit of empathy for Keys there uh, a bit. Uh, you can see in a in a good coaching environment, he seems to really thrive. Um, but you know, maybe some work's been done, and they figured a way to to get his club level type performances out of him at a test level on Saturday. Let's hope so. Um, I think, like I say, he's a player to watch for the future and a player I respect and I think will go far in the Canadian jersey. In the back rows, Lucas Rumble, a captain, um, huge, huge respect for the man. Uh, you know, I've seen him play with the Arrows here in Toronto. Uh, he's, he's a core of that team's spine. He's a core of the Canadian team's spine. His work rate is second to none. His commitment is second to none. He wears his heart in his sleeve. He commands respect. He he leads from the front. Uh, he doesn't ask his troops anything to do anything that he isn't willing to do himself. Just a, a great leader, great player, um, an asset to the national team. Uh, no questions asked. So, yeah, big performance needed from him uh, tomorrow. Uh, Matt Heaton. Uh, his, uh, his fellow flanker, um, again, you know, uh, I thought he had a pretty good season with, with, uh, rugby Atlanta. Um, yeah, uh, no real concerns there. Um, hasn't got much time lately in a Canadian Jersey. So, uh, be interesting to see how he faces up there, but you know, he's a good player. No, no questions there. And then at number eight, Siaki, uh, Vikelani. Um, he made an impact with the with the arrows, um, but he is a rookie. He's still very, very green. Um, and he's being he's gonna be going up against Cam Dolan for the States. Um, not really an even contest. Huge promise, huge potential, but uh, yet to be realized. He he was way out of his depth against Wales and England in the summer. Um it's there. It's coming in two or three years' time. I, I think he'll he'll be a great servant in the Canadian jersey. But I guess you know you got to get him going uh, at some point. But he's definitely not there yet, and I think he's going to have a bit of a hard time with, of it on on Saturday against uh, Dolan of the U.S. But great to see him getting the opportunity. But uh, it's going to be a pretty tall order, and he could end up being a bit of a weak link in the chain. Uh, Ross Browd and Peter Nelson this is your halfback partnership. Ross Browd, uh, I thought he's, the more time he got with the Arrows this season, the better he looked. Um, you know, he he didn't, again, he looked out of his depth at test level against England and Wales. But again, a bit like Vicolani, he's young, uh, he's got talent, there's no question about it. It's coming. Uh, it just needs lots of practice. Whether a match of this stature is the match that you, you want to be giving him that practice for, given what's at stake, who knows? But he's got the talent. Maybe this will be, you know, he's got the talent at club level, and maybe with the States not being quite as daunting of a, a, an opponent as Wales or England, he'll really come to the fore and, and show us what he's got and, and stamp, his, stamp his mark on that number nine jersey. Peter Nelson, I'm sorry. Um, 
yeah, of the, the Irish imports uh, that are in the teams uh, for Saturday's encounter, of which there are quite a few. I, I just don't rate the guy. Um, you know, I thought in, early in his career when he started Ulster he, he, Ulster, he showed some promise, but we haven't seen any of that since he's come to Canada. And, you know, now he's playing his, applying his club trade in France with uh, second division Audilac. I just, I didn't see anything against Wales or, or England that, that made me say, yeah, this, this is the guy we want wearing the number 10 jersey. And he's, he's going to be up against tomorrow, <clears throat> admittedly from the bench, but uh, AJ McGinty for the Eagles, another Irishman, another Irish import to North America. But in terms of quality, it's night and day between the two. Um, It'll be interesting to see with with McGinty just back from injury how much game time he's actually going to get. And let's face it, the starting ten for the states on Saturday is um, Will Magee, who I thought had an absolute shocker against Ireland. So maybe this is this is Nelson's chance to to shine, provided McGinty doesn't get too much game time. So yeah, the emphasis is all on Nelson and, and a chance to really. Show us, uh, show us that he is the man for to wear the number ten jersey for Canada. Uh, on the wings, you've got Kanoya Lloyd, uh, Kanoya Lloyd, and uh, Brock Webster. Kanoya Lloyd, uh, good season uh, with the Arrows, um, but I think defensively very, very weak, and against uh england and wales his defensive frailties were were blinding uh i mean i essentially doesn't have any defense so yeah a little bit of a worry there he can score tries there's no question about that but um i i don't see him as a test level player unfortunately um as for brock webster uh don't know too much about him uh, I've done a lot of time on the seventh circuit. Maybe he's another Cooper Coates in the making. Uh, let's find out. Uh, hopefully so. In the centers, uh, you got Ben Lesage. As people know, I rate Ben Lesage very, very highly. Um, I thought he was one of the few standouts in the summer tour to to the UK, and he's had a great season with the Arrows. Um, I mean, him and Lum, him and, and Lucas Rumball were the heart of everything that the, the Arrows did this season that was good. So, yeah, uh, no questions there with Lesage. Quality um, offers offers a lot. Spencer Jones, um, yeah, I, he had moments, I thought, with the Arrows. Um, and I think he's he's a player to watch as well. And lastly, uh, a man I can't wait to see in action on Saturday, Cooper Coates at fullback. Um, he was, to me, was one of the few players uh, in Canada's tour to the UK this summer who actually needed to make no apologies. You know, he's come from a sevens background, and hence, a, a, as a result, his defense needs some work. There's no question about that. But um, as an attacking threat and as as a, a guy who is solid and courageous underneath the high ball, you couldn't ask for better. He was outstanding, I thought, um, this summer. So I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of him, hopefully, on Saturday. And uh, if the Americans make the mistake of kicking to him, they're going to pay for it. Um, 
and you know I'm sure they'll have been working with him on his on his defense. And if that gets short up, uh, he could be definitely one of the stars of the show on Saturday. So can't wait to see him go go Cooper go. And uh, then on the benches, uh, Eric Howard, um, you know, um, plays for NOLA, had a pretty good season with NOLA, didn't do so well on the summer tour to the UK. Uh, Cole Keith, um, he's been solid with the arrows. Uh, he's young. Um, again, kind of out of his depth a bit against England and Wales this summer. But yeah, again, definitely somebody to watch. Tyler Rowland, don't know too much about him, to be honest. Um, seen him with the arrows a few times. Uh, Mason Flesh, uh, also flanker with the arrows. Saw him a couple of times this season and uh, took notice, but can't say too much. Uh, Michael Smith, flanker for the Legion. A couple of times I saw him on the pitch. He was impressive. So that could be worth watching. Um, Michael Smith, uh, also on the flank and with the Legion. Part of an effective partnership there. Uh, Rob Povey, uh, inside center. Um, you know, with the Sabercats, they had a pretty dismal season. Not too much to get excited about there. And uh, Jason Higgins, scrum half for Rugby United New York. He had a pretty good, he had a, thought he had a pretty good go of it. And lastly, Pat Parfrey um, with the Free Jacks. Uh, sorry, with the Arrows, rather. Um I think he's a pretty useful, useful back. Uh, I think he can actually do quite a lot. And again, I think he's a player as these world cup qualifiers unfold, you're going to see utilized a lot more and probably in a starting position sooner rather than later. So that's Canada. Uh, the U S I think their front row are going to have the edge on Saturday. Chance Wengluski uh, of, um, Rugby Atlanta had a good season, uh, along with Paul Mullen um, of the Utah Warriors as the front row. That's uh, a pretty effective unit. Um, and Dylan Fawcett at Hooker, uh, playing for Rugby United, also pretty effective. So that's a pretty effective uh, tight three there. Uh, Nate Brakeley. Um, I thought he was part of that USA second half revival against England. I thought he had a pretty good game in the second row. Uh, he's partnered with Nick Savetta, um, who I actually rate, uh, who plays for Rugby United New York. I think Savetta's got a few discipline issues, uh, but he's a solid player. Um, I think, uh, yeah, he's definitely going to be uh, somebody Canada going to really have to try and keep in check on Saturday. In the back row, on the flanks, you've got uh, Hanko Hermesis. Uh, who plays for Rugby United uh, New York. He had a really good season, uh, and he looked really good um, against England. Um, so, yeah, definitely one to watch. And uh, Jamison Fanana Schultz, also on the flank, plays for Old Glory. Uh, I saw snatches of him in the MLR season. Looked, looked impressive, looked fast, uh, very mobile. And then at number eight, Cam Cameron Dolan uh, from Nola Gold. Uh, we all know his abilities. Um, he's a very, very solid player. Had a huge impact in the England game. Um, scored a fine try. He's uh, he's quality. His problem, though, is, is consistency. You look at his performance in the England game, which was outstanding, and then a week later, he's, he's nowhere to be seen against Ireland. 
I don't know, just went missing. And I've noticed he has a habit of doing that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, Gary Gold and the coaching staff, the Eagles, have worked with him over the last uh, the last couple of weeks and said, look, we, we really need you. You can't go missing in any of these games. But quality player and a real threat to Canada. Uh, in the halfbacks, you've got uh, Ruben de Haas. Um, don't know too much about him. Saw a couple of performances for by him in, the, in some of the Gil Groney's games. He looked good, looked sharp. Uh, good match for uh, Browda and, and someone for Browda to kind of, you know, deal with and get some experience against uh, a quality scrum half at, uh, at test level. Will Magee at fly half? I'm a bit surprised to see him get the nod. Obviously, they can't use McGinty first up as is in his first game in, on return from injury, but I, I don't think Magee had a particularly good game against Ireland. He hasn't got much test experience under his belt in the last couple of years, so Nelson could have the edge with him here. Um, it's it's Nelson's day to, to really try and, and get the edge here. As I say, I, th- I thought Magee was pretty poor against Ireland. And he's not coming into this match on the back of a lot of uh, recent test experience. Um, in, on the wings, you've got uh, Mika Cruz, LA Giltinis. He had a pretty good season. They are MLR champions. So, you know, he's bringing some thoroughbred pedigree and uh, some L- MLR success into this contest. Partnering him is uh, Christian Dyer. I have to say, I don't know too much about Christian Dyer. Um, yeah, pretty good match um, against England, but uh, again, like a lot of the U.S. players, nowhere to be seen against Ireland. In the centers, Bryce Campbell and uh, Marcel Brash. Um, Bryce Campbell playing for the Gilgronies has looked good in the MLR, and Marcel Brash, um, South African impro- import. Um, I been impressed with him um he has uh yeah he's he's been a pretty pretty impressive uh outfit um plays for the western force um and he was one of the few things to get excited about in super rugby and particularly the western force so i thought despite australian woes in super rugby the the force had a pretty good campaign i thought so yeah he is definitely going to be somebody to watch um and uh, yeah, Spencer Jones. He's gonna he's gonna have to keep tabs pretty closely on him. And then lastly, Luke Carty at fullback. Uh, he had an absolute shocker against Ireland, um, but admittedly, um, he you know he's he's a fly half. So it's interesting to see him in the fullback uh, slot for for this jersey um, for this game. So yeah, um, I haven't seen anything from him that's that's really impressed me. Um, I don't think he's he's much of a match um, for um, Cooper Coates. I think Cooper Coates is going to get the better of him. Um, and I thought in general he was relatively poor uh, on the summer tour, uh, especially against Ireland. Uh, but admittedly, as I say, he was he was playing his halfback position, which is his preferred position. It'd be interesting to see how he goes at fullback. On the benches, uh, you've got Capelli Pifoletti um, at hooker. 
Um, he plays for San Diego Legion, had a pretty good season. Um, sorry, and I think I mentioned that uh, Eric Howard is, is hooker. He, for Canada, he plays for NOLA. I think I, I lumped him in as a prop, uh, whereas uh, it's Tyler Rowland and uh, Cole Keith will be the props on the bench. Anyway, um, and then David uh, Ainu and Joe Toafeti uh, as prop replacements. Uh, Ainu plays for Toulouse, so he brings some some European pedigree to the position. And Toafeti, um, he plays for Lyon. So yeah, uh, interesting to see how that goes. Although his preferred position is hooker, um, so an interesting. You got two hookers and a prop. Interesting to see how that's going to work. So I see Mayoni. Mahoney uh, plays for the Legion. Um, Legion packs a quality outfit. Um, so, yeah, um, he's uh, a useful second rower with some good good pedigree. Andrew Guerra, open side flanker, playing for NOLA. Uh, looked pretty poor against Ireland, but we'll see. NOLA, you know, he, he's done some good stuff with NOLA, so we'll see how that goes. Scrum half, uh, Nate, uh, Nate Augsberger uh, plays for the San Diego Legion, and he's a guy actually right for the States. Uh, I think he could be a good impact player at the, in the number nine jersey for the States. Uh, Tavita Lopetti at center. I'm afraid I know nothing about him, so I won't make a comment. And then last but least, uh, not least, is AJ McKenzie. Um, he's had a stellar season with Sale in the Premiership, English Premiership. Uh, he got a in- knee injury at the very end of it um, back in June. Uh, he had surgery. He's rehabbed successfully and everything. Um, he's quality. He is serious, serious quality. Um, the likes of which at fly half Canada doesn't have anything that can match him. I'm sorry. I don't see Peter Nelson as an, as, a, as an equivalent. So Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much game time McGinty gets. I think if Maggie is struggling again, like he did against Ireland, and McGinty feels he's fit enough, and the coaching staff feel he's fit enough, you could see him sooner rather than later. And if you do, that could spell trouble for Canada. Uh, he's got a wicked boot on him. He's a very accurate goal kicker, and he's a genuine game. Uh, you know, he's really... He's very, very solid. His game management is very, very solid. He's a playmaker, uh, game manager. He's 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 pretty lynch linchpin to what the Americans want to do uh, in terms of their plans uh, for the next World Cup and beyond, probably. So yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, you know, like I say, quality player um, and probably one of the the strongest assets in the in the the U.S. Armory, provided he's fit enough to get through this test, uh, and depending on how much they use him on Saturday. So that's it. Um, can Canada win? Absolutely, they can win. Um, you know, they've had the benefit of being in Newfoundland for the last week, and Newfoundland is is probably one of the most hospitable places in this country. Uh, it's can-do attitude. I'm sure that's that's rubbed off on the team. They'll have had lots of support. It's a great place to be. It's a great place to play rugby and, and feel that kind of camaraderie um, and, and say can-do attitude. So 
I'm really hoping some of that, that Newfoundland can do attitude and magic and hospitality is going to rub off on the boys and, and they're going to get the job done. It's a tall ask. I think it's time for the excuses to come, come to an end. Uh, you know, we say, Oh, well, you know, they haven't played that much, but then the Americans have only played two tests. There's, there's no difference there. Um, all of these players have just completed uh, a full season in the MLR. So they've had lots of game time, admittedly at club level under their belts. They know each other all well. This is a level playing field for all intents and purposes. So this is, it's, it's, and it's home ground advantage. So this is one that Canada could and should win. And if they don't, then their job next week in Denver is going to be nigh to impossible. So they've got to make this one count. And I think they can make it count. I really hope they can. Um, I have concerns about the coaching. Uh, those haven't gone away. Um, but you know, it's it's time to put an end to the excuses and let the rugby do the talking. And let's let's hope that it does that in Canada's favor on Saturday. I certainly think the potential is there to do it. So let's let's hope I'm proved proved right and uh, Canada starts to to be giving us some good news for a change. So on that note, we'll be back tomorrow with a look at Bledisloe three and the second round of the rugby championship for Australia and New Zealand. Till then, stay safe, everyone. Uh, enjoy the rugby on this weekend. Uh, admittedly, our own national games behind a paywall, but still, you know, it is what it is. And at least we're going to get to see it. So there's that. And obviously, the rugby championship kicking back into full swing. So enjoy, stay safe, everyone. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.